Welcome back to the Moms Making Money podcast. I am so excited that you are here with us today because you are going to get to hear the very first interview with one of our graduates, Brittany Sheehan. Brittany Sheehan is a Los Angeles-based sleep and potty consultant and founder of Brittany Sheehan Sleep, a full-service concierge sleep consulting agency serving families from birth through age seven nationwide. Brittany received her formal certifications and training through the Cradle Coach Academy for Sleep, the Institute of Pediatric Sleep and Parenting for Potty Training, and continued education in child behavior, mental health, lactation, and child nutrition from Stanford University. Outside of her private practice, Brittany sits on the leadership team of the Association of International Sleep Consultants as their marketing director overseeing the team who manages the organization's content, marketing, website, and social programs. Brittany brings to her role at the APSC over a decade of corporate experience in marketing, branding, and executive management. Brittany is also a member of the International Association of Child Sleep Consultants and partners with a number of nationally recognized pediatric practices, including Tribeca Pediatrics, Pacific Ocean Pediatrics, Sutter Health, and Riverside Medical Group. Most importantly, she is a wife and mom to two adorable boys and a wonderful baby girl. I am, again, so excited for you to hear this conversation today. Brittany is extremely inspirational, and you are going to get to hear so much about her journey and how she has found extreme success in this role as a sleep consultant and potty consultant. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to the Moms Making Money podcast, where we unveil the secrets to breaking free from the nine to five grind and making a meaningful impact from the comfort of your home as a pediatric sleep consultant. My mission in life and with this podcast is to guide other women on their unique paths to financial and time freedom through sleep consulting. In this podcast, you will gain insights from inspiring women who have navigated the same journey providing you with the knowledge and inspiration to create your own success story. I'm your host, Marley Klaus, a sleep consultant, mom of three, and former corporate hustler turned sleep entrepreneur. I am thrilled to have you here with us. Let's go ahead and redefine success one sleep consultant story at a time. Hey, Brittany, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today and be able to share your story with our listeners. And you are the first guest on this podcast, which is super exciting. Oh, my God. No pressure at all. I will try and make (laughs) a really, really exciting episode. I know you will. It'll be amazing. (laughs) Great. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So I will have already shared your bio at the beginning of the show, so we don't need to go into all of those details, but I really do want everyone to get to know more about you and to be able to learn more about the details behind your story and your journey as a sleep consultant. So let's go ahead and start out with what made you decide to become a sleep consultant and what were you looking for whenever you decided to go down this path? Yeah. So I think my like why for my business is actually pretty standard for like an entrepreneur, but maybe a little bit unconventional in our specific industry, just now that I know lots of sleep consultants and, you know, I I hear the stories of how everyone else got started. But for me, it was really, you know, I'd come from a a corporate background, like I'd had a full-time corporate job and I'd moved with my family. I just won, I now have three kids, but I had one child at the time. Um, and when I was working and I was in New York City and 
I had the kind of job where, you know, being sleep deprived, like it just wouldn't have worked. Like I was very, very focused when I was pregnant on learning everything I could about infant sleep. And I would see other people who were exhausted. And I was like, I don't know why they are, but I don't want to be that person. So I invested a lot of time and energy into making sure that that wouldn't be my experience. And, you know, a combination of that, and I think just sort of my innate gift, like what I, you know, what I was naturally good at. My son was sleeping through the night at three months on a great nap schedule. And I thought that was just like, oh, like I worked hard. I focused on it. But people started asking me, like, you know, friends were like, how did you do this? Like, what are you doing? And so I was just giving advice to friends and coworkers and things like that. And it wasn't until my second was born, because of course, a piece of you always when it's one kid, you're kind of thinking, like, I think I did all the right things, but maybe I got a little lucky, right? And of course, that's what everyone says. They're like, oh, you're so lucky you have a good sleeper. So I thought it was more than luck, but a part of you wonders. And after my second was born, who was a completely different kid, and the same thing happened, and I was still fielding all these like late night calls from friends, it occurred to me, like, I wonder if I could like teach other people this. Like, I wonder if this could be a job. I had left my corporate job at that point, and I didn't know that sleep consultants were a thing. I'd never heard of them before. So I literally Googled, can you teach other parents about sleep? And that is how I like stumbled into it. That's amazing. I love that. I think so many people who are listening to this and myself can relate to, you know, like we never saw ourselves being a sleep consultant when we were a little kid or even in college or whatever else. Totally. Um, but it just kind of falls into your lap. And then whenever it's a good fit, it's a good fit and it works out. And that's amazing. So I love that. Um, totally. So what can you talk to us a little bit more about that process of leaving your job? Did you leave your job before you had replaced your income? Did you leave your job knowing that you were just going to make it work no matter what? Or what did that process look like? Yeah. So we, my husband got a job opportunity when I was nearing the end of maternity leave with my oldest, Teddy, who's now six. And we got this opportunity to move from New York to LA. And I did initially start interviewing like corporate, you know, I was basically in final rounds, like in the offer stage with another, with basically a competitor of where I'd been um, in LA. And then I just had this like, moment of, oh my God, I'm going to move across the country to a place I've never been where I know zero people. And I'm supposed to like find a daycare or get a nanny and like start a full-time job and manage this massive team. And all of a sudden I was like, this is crazy. I'm going to pause and just see, like I, I, at the time, again, because I had a great sleeper at three months, he was sleeping through the night. So I was, I was doing great. I'm like having rosé in the afternoon. I'm like, maybe being a stay-at-home mom would be a great Thing to do. So I decided, you know, I had a decent amount of savings from my job in New York. And I thought, you know, obviously talking with my husband, decided to pause working full time and just kind of see what would make sense for me in the next few years. So I I was a, a stay-at-home mom full time for the first year of my son's life, um, which I am really glad I had that experience too, because at this point I've been a full-time working mom, which is what I am now. I've been a part-time working mom and I've been a stay-at-home mom. So I kind of get all those things. Um, but after about a year, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to go back to like corporate America. I do not want to like commute in, into Santa Monica every day. But I want I was craving like something else. Like I wanted to do something else. Um, and I wanted to help contribute to my family financially and just have an outlet. Um, and I dabbled in a couple of other things, but that my heart just wasn't in it. They weren't really meant for me. Um, and that is, you know, literally what happened is I kind of got this idea, like maybe I can make a job out of helping people with sleep. And that's how I got there. Okay, awesome. That's really cool. So 
I'm guessing I know the answer to this question uh, just based on prior conversations with you, but did your prior job or career have anything related to do with um, or anything related to sleep consulting or what you're currently doing in your business? Yes and no. I mean, it was nothing. No. So I was working in, I worked in fashion and beauty in New York for a little over a decade. So it was very much like a corporate job, nothing to do with children or with sleep. But because I had a background in, I was on like the sales side, I was in sales and merchandising and buying, which means I was dealing with people all the time and sometimes really difficult people. As if you can just sort of like conjure up a devil wears Prada moment. If you've been in that type of environment, then dealing with a parent who's really frustrated about, you know, their baby's sleep. Like I was prepared to handle those conversations and to remain professional. And I knew how to use systems and emails. And so even though I didn't have a background with like babies and children, I think of it as like, that's what I had an innate gift with is, is that part of the job. But the business side, I was able to kind of parlay what I had done in the past and like leverage that into my, into building my own business. Okay. Yeah. That makes total sense. I love how so many different uh, careers and like just being a mom and a stay-at-home mom and all of the things that we do as moms can translate so well to totally. this business, even if it's not directly related. So that's really cool totally. that you were able to use those skill sets and make it work and uh, help you become successful in this business. So yeah. um once you decided that you wanted to help other families with this professionally, how long did it actually take you to pull the trigger and sign up for the program and become certified? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I wish I had this really good answer of like, well, I talked it over for three weeks and I ran some spreadsheets. I think I literally bought the certification program like within an hour of that Google search. I Really, the only thing I did was just look at the various um, organizations that offered certification and Cradle Coach to me seemed like by far the most comprehensive and the most, like, I don't know, some of them seemed very dated. Like I, I was reading the websites and I was just imagining like an old man in a white lab coat being like, and then put rice cereal in the baby's bottle. And I was like, this is not going to be good. And the cradle coach one just seemed very modern and like up to date. Um, and I'm so glad, you know, now knowing what I know years later, like, good job, little Brittany, you got the right program. Um, but I was just all in. That's like who I am, which is, you know, it can be good and bad. Um, but once I decided I was going to do it, I just did it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. So I totally relate on that front. I think it took me for sure less than a day once I decided to do it. So <laughs> totally yep. relate. Um, so I think I know the answer to the next question too, but did you have any reservations? Was there anything as you were thinking through this that you were like, you know, I don't know if I can do this or will I actually be successful or anything, anything like that? You know, I don't, not really. And, I, you know, when you had sent me some of these questions ahead of time and I wanted to make sure I was like prepared to answer them, I was, I was trying to like go back in my mind and I was like, did I have any reservations? I don't think I did because I didn't have an expectation going into it. Like I, I just thought I'm good at this and I'm going to learn more and I'm going to figure out how to make it a business. But I didn't have in my mind like, okay, but by this month, you have to have this many clients. Like, I didn't really know what I was getting into. So it was one of those situations where it's almost like, you know, it's better to be naive, right? Like, I, I didn't really know what was going to happen. So therefore, it would have been hard for me to be like let down, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And that's probably a really good way for most people to go into something like this uh, versus, you know, super high expectations and then feeling like they're not succeeding when they really are. It's just, you know, it's work to build a business regardless of what that business is. So yes, totally. It's good to go in with with those types of expectations and then see what you can do with it. So um, I would love if you could talk to us a little bit about the actual investment, making the decision to make that investment. I know it was a pretty easy decision for you, but I also know, um, speaking as a mom myself, of course, that we tend to spend money on everything but ourselves. And this had to feel like an investment in yourself. And did you have any thoughts or negativity floating around in your head or anything like that whenever you decided to make that financial investment in yourself? In this case, I didn't because I think, I mean, listen, if I had spent that amount of money on like, you know, a leather coat, definitely probably would have been like, that was probably not the smartest idea. But I really did see it as an investment versus just like spending. And I was at a place where, you know, we like our family was doing okay financially and I was able to feel confident that like, even if I didn't make the money back super quickly, because I just didn't know, I didn't know how long it was going to take, but I figured, and you know, I think so much of this is like, it's the naivete, but it's also just having like confidence in yourself. I just figured, listen, if all of these programs cost this much money, everyone who's signing up for them is paying that. And I feel like I'm genuinely good at this type of work and I know how businesses are run. So like, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, I was kind of, I had a little bit of that confidence that I'd be able to figure it out. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great attitude to have, obviously. Um, so it definitely paid off for you. Um, yeah. So one of the other things that I wanted to talk through is like, if we go back to that pivotal moment where you're deciding, am I going to decide to go back to work in corporate or am I going to stay as a stay-at-home mom or am I going to invest in this business of becoming a sleep consultant? How do you feel your life has changed based on the fact that you chose this route over any of the other options? Yeah, I mean, I I feel really, really lucky that that idea came to me those years ago that I should try this out and do it now because I personally feel, and listen, every mom is different. Some can't imagine not being at home with their kids. Some can't imagine not being in an office, you know, far away, all day, whatever, and everything in between. But I think the best part about this job for me is that I can scale it up and down as I choose, right? So it, I think I, I realized after I was a stay-at-home mom for a little bit that the idea at that point for me personally of like having, not choosing, but having to get up at, you know, 7.30 and drop all my kids off at daycare and I don't get to see them again until 6.30 at night and, you know, I have a boss who's making me stay late and like just like going back into corporate, it just broke my heart. I was like, I just can't, I can't do that. I can't have to be away for my kids. And for me, especially, I love the baby stage. I love the newborn stage. And the idea of like having to go back to work full time, no choice at three months or something, just it didn't sit well with me personally. But I also had this like itch to do something more. So the great thing about sleep consultants, or at least for the way I run it is, like I said, I, I don't typically take a lot of time off. But if I wanted to, if I just had an aha moment, I can just not work next week, all week if I want to, right? And if I want to stay here until 10 p.m., I don't think my husband would appreciate it, but theoretically I could, right? So it's it's really what you make it. And I think that's a very freeing and very, yeah, it's a very freeing feeling. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you and I talked about this previously, but it comes down to the flexibility. It's not even necessarily like, oh, I work for myself and I can, you know, work whatever I want to and whatever else. It's more about I get to choose. And like you just said, exactly, you have the choice to work later or to not work later or to take a day off to go do something fun with your kids if you want to and not have to ask somebody else if that's okay. Totally. Um, And so it just comes down to that for me and obviously for you and for a lot of other people that it's just that flexibility and that ability to make a choice versus being controlled by somebody else's idea of what the right schedule is and what it should look like for them in their business versus us in our lives. Totally. And I think it's the flexibility of that for sure. Like how much you work, it's a flexibility of when, right? So like, I know that there are some sleep consultants who do the bulk of their work, like during nap time or after bedtime. So it's when you want to work, but it's also what you work on. You know, it's like, it's the only person who's deciding if I launch a course or a membership, or if I raise my prices or I switch website developers, like I make those choices. Right. So I think that part of it is really freeing too. And, you know, you do want, you definitely want to have networks and you want to have people you can bounce ideas off of. But at the end of the day, if I don't like something, I can just change it. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So that is a good segue into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the structure of your business. You just mentioned courses, memberships. So I would love if you could share a little bit about the structure of your business currently and when you decided to make the Uh, transition or not transition, but when you decided to add on courses, um, and I believe you have a membership as well, correct? Um, When you decided to add those to your business structure and what that kind of looked like for you. Yes. And I was actually looking back, I was like, how far in did I launch my first course? So I think, and I would tell like anyone who asks other sleep consultants, I will tell them this, what I will tell you is that I don't personally think anyone has any business making courses or like high-priced guides or things like that until you have an established one-on-one business. You really have to not only have the experience, right? If you're going to put something out there that theoretically thousands of people could one day see, you need to have hundreds of people under your belt that you've had success doing the things you're talking about. So I was at a place where I felt really confident in the amount of experience I had. And I like, you know, I was seeing the same patterns and I knew like what was happening at different ages and all this kind of stuff. But also I was at a place where I didn't have the capacity to take on more one-on-one clients um, without just like running myself into the ground. You know, I, and I think not having a ton of boundaries at the beginning, like hot take here is actually kind of a good thing because you got to figure out what your boundaries are, right? Like some people do not work on the weekends. Some people, you know, they will voxer you until midnight. That's, that's fine, right? Every, all of us are different, but you got to figure out what works for you. And I got to a place where I was, you know, I remember distinctly like missing a good friend's child's birthday party. It was like my son's best friend because I had agreed to do a call with a client on a Sunday afternoon. Like I don't, I didn't need to do that, but I needed to realize that that I needed to draw a line and I was going to run myself into the ground if I didn't change something. And to me, the options really at that point were bring on another sleep consultant, right? Bring someone onto my team with me that I would train and would take on clients or launch a course. Um, and to me, the course felt like the better option. So it was just about, I like, I'm looking, it was a, l- a little bit less than a year. Yeah. It was like a little bit less than a year into my business that I launched my first course. And then 
a little over a year later, I launched two more um, so that I now have like a, a newborn course, a baby course, and a toddler course. So I'm basically able to support the full age range that I do for one-on-one -on -one clients, which is from birth to age seven in a course form too, depending on what a family needs. If you're listening to this and you are ready to stop the hustle and you want to have more time and freedom, head on over to the cradlecoachacademy.com backslash workshop so that you can register for the next live workshop that we have. In this workshop, you will be able to quickly identify if sleep consulting is the right business for you. And if it is, we will show you how others have found success in their businesses as sleep consultants so that you can find that same success. So again, to register, head on over to the cradlecoachacademy.com backslash workshop. I can't wait to see you there. That's it. Back to the show. Awesome. And I, I think that also is a great example of going back to choices. You got to choose. Do I want to have more individuals on my team or do I want to create a course or a combination of the two? And right. that's something that we get to do as business owners and decide what the right fit is for us as individuals versus, you know, just looking at what everybody else does and going off of what everybody else totally. does. Because there are a lot of our graduates who have really large teams and they have multiple sleep consultants who are working under them. And that's what works for them. And then there are others like you who chose to keep it all uh, under themselves as an individual and then have the course option to be able to supplement and take on additional clients, which is great as well. So yeah, that's an awesome part of this business is being able to decide what works for you. Totally. So, okay. So next I would love if you could talk us through just kind of a day in the life. And I know that every day is probably a little bit different. Um, and I know that you've added additional offerings to your, um, to your business that others may not have as a sleep consultant, like your potty training that I hired you for. Um, yeah. but I would love if you could just talk us through what does a somewhat typical day in the life look like for you currently? Yeah. So I'm actually at this point, I'm super regimented about what my days look like. Um, what had happened to me before, and this was up until about a year ago, is I kind of had my calendar, you know, I wasn't doing calls on the weekend anymore, good job, but the calendar was kind of just open at large amounts of time all throughout the week for clients. And what was happening is I was having like a call every hour and a half, right? And like we've all, regardless of the type of work you do, we all know that feeling where like there's just calls trickling all throughout the day with large chunks in between them. And it's like impossible to start a project. Like your brain is on like, okay, that calls in 45 minutes. Okay, it's in 30 minutes. Okay, it's in 20. And I, I was realizing it was making me super unproductive. So what I do now is I actually have only two days a week that I talk to clients on the phone and I'm on the phone from like nine to four, like back to back to back to back, to, which I know sounds crazy. Um, and I definitely on those days, I, I'm visibly tired. Like I get home and I'm like, my husband says something to me and I just like stare at him and I'm like, what? But it works really well for me because I'm so in call mode. I'm like ready to go. I have like a lot of coffee and I'm just like talking to people. I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of my job. And then the other days of the week, I have like focus time on other things. So Wednesday is my day where I have meetings with my business coach. If I have to talk to my web developer, I have a PR person 
a virtual assistant, like if I need to do sort of business related calls, you know, if I was talking to you about something with Cradle Coach, that type of thing, I do those on Wednesdays. And then Friday is like my heads down workday fully, Monday, same thing. Um, and then depending on how productive I am, I try to take Friday afternoon and do something fun, whether it's like doing something with one of my kids, like, you know, relieving our nanny and taking the kids somewhere or grabbing drinks with friends. But I try to kind of reward myself if uh, if it's a week that I can do that and relax a little bit. I love that structure and I am super jealous. I hope that one day <laughs> I will have that <laughs> same structure. Um, I will definitely be re-listening to this at a later date and thinking about how I can implement something similar because as you were talking through all of the, you know, the example of the days that you have calls with these gaps between and you can't get anything done. Yeah, that's me every day. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I definitely need more structure in my life. Uh, so I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Anytime. Um, Okay, so this is the big topic uh, that I know anybody who is listening to this and who is thinking about becoming a sleep consultant is probably thinking in the back of their head and hoping that we are going to get to. So mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and dive in to finances. So we can start with um, let's let's go all the way back to whenever you first launched your business, and if you can recall, how long did it take for you to earn back your original investment into the program? Yeah, I'm blanking on the exact amount that the certification program cost at the time, but it was, if not the first month, maybe five or six weeks. I mean, it was really, it was really fast. It was pretty much as soon as my website was up. Um, I had people coming in, and and it was, it, it I made it back pretty immediately. Awesome, that's amazing. So then how long did it take for you to get to a place income-wise where you felt stable with your earnings and where you personally felt really good? Obviously, that's different for everybody. But do you recall how long it took for you to just be like, okay, I feel good about where I'm at right now? Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly think that was pretty immediate. I was, and I, I like, I'm literally looking at my old spreadsheet here, but like I, not tripled, tripled, not tripled, 2.5 times like what I made my my in my first two months what I made the third month like I very quickly scaled up and I think the interesting thing if you talk to anybody who's been a sleep consultant for several years they will tell you that the ebbs and flows are dramatic um so I will have months where I make double what I made the month before and then I'll make half as much the next month and right now like I just know that that's how the business works so it, it doesn't even phase me um and because of the nature of one-on-ones it's like you could have a month where like on a spreadsheet, the month looks amazing, but you were slow, slower with one-on-ones because, you know, things kind of trickle out the next month, right? Like somebody signs up, they fill things out and you're actually doing the work the next month. So how much I make month over month doesn't always translate to how busy that month is. And there's a lot of fluctuation. Um, but, you know, I've grown year over year, every year. Um, and, you know, you always want to do better and, and make more, but I've pretty much always felt good about how the business is going. That's awesome. So just to make sure everybody caught that and to make sure that I understood it correctly, uh, you said that the third month into business, you did two and a half times what you did in the first month. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. Okay. Awesome. And then um, whatever you are comfortable sharing here, um, anything that you're comfortable sharing related to general figures of some goals that you've set for yourself financially, and goals that you've hit or exceeded over time again. And whatever general figures you want to share is great. 
Yeah. I mean, I would say since really that like third ish month that my website was live, I've had a six figure run rate and I run rate, I realize is a term that maybe not everyone's familiar with that. That basically means like if you isolated a month in your year and you multiplied it by 12, right. And you're like, on average, like this is what I'm making a month. Like it has always been, it started at a six figure and has stayed there. And that's great. And I think I am, I'm less focused necessarily each year on hitting a specific number and more on consistent growth and feeling like I'm at a place where if there's something else I want to take on, I have the the capacity to invest in it. Um, because it's really like as my business has grown, I'm constantly putting money back into it. You know, the production um, of, of making a course, for instance, if you want it to be high quality, it's a it's a huge financial investment and a huge time investment, frankly. Um, so I feel like I I'm kind of constantly in that place where I'm like, okay, this is going great, but we need to do something else because XYZ is not going to be sustainable forever. And I'm always kind of like thinking about the next thing. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And congrats on the success since the very beginning. I know that's not always the case, of course, and that's not um, that's not something that just happened by chance. It was something that happened because you worked really hard and treated this as a business and ensured that sure. you were putting into it, you know, what you wanted to get out of it. And that's why you have found success. And so I just want to make sure to highlight for anybody listening who's thinking about this as a career option that this definitely did not um, happen again by chance. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen because you just decided that you wanted to do this and then aha, everything just fell into place. You worked totally, really hard totally. and committed to mm-hmm. it. Um, and others can have that same success if they are focused on it and are treating it like a true business and are doing the work to get there. Totally. And I think that's a really important piece because I do think that there are, there's almost like three things. And I think this is honestly true with any job, but for this job specifically, there's sort of three things you have to have to be successful. And you know, what success looks like for every person is a little bit different, but you have to first of all, be good at the thing, right? Like it doesn't really matter if you are working 17 hours a day. If you're not, if you're bad at it, if people aren't getting sleep, if it's not working, then they're not going to tell people about you. Your business isn't going to grow, right? So that's a piece of it. And that was really important to me when I launched. I felt confident what I'd done with my own two kids. And I had, you know, some context of friends who had tried the same things and had worked for them. But I actually took on during my certification. And I don't know, Marley, you may have changed some of like the parameters on what needs to be accomplished from a volunteer perspective. But I think I took on like 12 or 15 volunteer clients, which at the time was much more than we had to, because I really wanted to once somebody was actually paying me to feel like, oh, yeah, I've at least had a couple of three-year-olds that I've worked with. And at the time, I didn't have a three-year-old yet. My oldest was two. So like, you know, I think a lot of consultants, we have that moment of like, oh, I don't have a four-year-old. Like, what do I tell them? Um, so I wanted to feel like I knew what I was doing when I started. So I invested more time in just getting experience under my belt for free. Um, and that was like a, definitely a big piece of it. That was one is like, you have to be good at it and know what you're doing. You have to work harder than other people. Like not everyone is going to be at a six figure run rate necessarily if they want to. Um, but working hard is a difference maker. Like if you work you know, we talked about this a lot, Marley, but like if you're committed to spending six hours a week on your business, then you're going to make the money of somebody who spends six hours a week working with, you know, at a normal job, that's probably not going to be very much money. So it doesn't matter when you do it or how you do it, but you have to work really, really hard. I mean, 
I launched my business the week that the world shut down in 2020, um, not knowing. I mean, we thought it was like, oh, my two-year-old won't be in school for a week. Like none of us had any idea. Lo and behold, you know, a week later, I wasn't allowed to leave my house. Uh, we're very strict here in California. So I was at home with a newborn and a toddler and I was working all the time. I was working after bedtime. I was working in the morning. I was working at nap time. Um, and then you also have to enjoy it. That's the last thing. You have to be good at it. You have to be a really hard worker and you have to like it. Like I, as you can hear me rambling right now, I like talking to people. I really care. Like if one of my clients is stressed out, like it stresses me out. I'm like, what can we do to make you feel better? I like, I really, really, really care about their success. And I really care about sleep. And it's genuinely fun for me. And I think it's really, you could be a hard worker and good at something, but if you are burnt out and you don't really like the work that you have to do, it's not going to last either. You know, you kind of have to have those three pieces. Yeah, definitely. I you, I mean, you shared so many amazing nuggets <laughs> in that, uh, that bit of information that you just talked through. And I completely agree with all three of those aspects of what allows somebody to be successful in this field. And, um, you know, I think the the first one is so critical and that's where it comes back to getting the right education and having the right support to be able to be successful and have the information and knowledge and skill set to be able to actually provide your clients with amazing service and amazing results. And then it all just kind of trickles down from there. But um, For sure. one thing that I want to call out, and I'm giving you a total shout out here too about your potty training support is that I think a lot of times whenever somebody is first discovering sleep consulting and maybe they're thinking about it and they're like, you know, are people really going to pay for this? Or is this something that um, people really want or need? I never thought I would hire somebody to help me with potty training. Like that would never have even crossed my mind. But then we got to a position where I just wasn't able to make it happen and I was stressed out. And yeah. I got to know you and I hired you. And I think one thing that really stuck out to me from that experience and then even has helped me as a sleep consultant to think through this from my client's perspective is sometimes we just need an outsider point of view. We need somebody who can come in, assess the entire situation as an expert and tell us these are the one, two or three things that you're missing. And when you solve these three things or these two things or whatever it is, you're going to see the result that you want to see. Nothing that we teach or do as sleep consultants is a like, you know, a brand new idea or something that you can't find right. anywhere else. Most of it can be found via a Google search or reading a book, but we are able to provide that individualized assessment and be able to help somebody see things differently because they're way too close to it to be able to see it themselves. And so um, that's what got us to potty train our <laughs> almost three-year-old, or I think she had just turned three, um, in like one day of working with you versus the several months prior that we had been trying without success. So uh, I'm it's so glad. Just, yes. Yeah, I am too. Believe me. <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, so yeah. So I think that everybody who's considering this just needs to realize so everybody will pay, people will pay for things that are important to them and they will pay for things that are totally. going to make their lives easier and are going to help them get a result that they are wanting to achieve even more quickly than they could do so on their own. And I think you made, you brought up a really good point in that and talking about the potty stuff because it's very much the case with sleep is I will very frequently get off of, uh, so when I do, I know a lot of 
uh, sleep consultants call it a consultation. I call it a training call. But it's like the time where you're showing them their plan, right? And you're like, here's what we're going to do. I hear all the time, like, oh, like, I, I, I almost feel dumb. Like, this is, like, they think it's more straightforward than they thought. Like, I think a lot of people who purchase go into it thinking I'm going to tell them to, like, dangle their kid upside down by his toenails. <laughs> and I'm like, a lot of times it's not that, like, I think we do, we overcomplicate things. And sometimes it's like you just need someone to tell you to, like, just do this one thing and just don't change it. Just keep doing the same thing. And that's when it clicks. You know, it's not, for people who are considering this job, just know that what's going to make you successful is not like having all these magic tricks that no other sleep consultant has. It's your ability to get people to listen to you and to stay consistent because if they do, they see success. And then it's, it's life changing for people who have been, you know, subsiding on three hours of sleep for the last six months or something. Yeah. 100%. And it's the, the best feeling ever waking up to those amazing text messages that are like, you are magic. They slept all night long. What just happened? How did you do this? <laughs> and I'm like, um, you're magic, like, honey. I'm just over yes. here with a word doc. You're the one who had to <laughs> listen to it and didn't get up and do whatever. And, you know, that's that's so much of this job, too, is like you're a cheerleader. You're a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you have to care. You have to like I get so excited when I like I had somebody it was a two year old this week that he would throw up if they left him alone in his room. Like, you know, he had to have parents hadn't slept in their bed together for so long. All these things it was just a really bad situation for them. And the mom emailed me yesterday morning and was like, he went to bed at 7.30 and he, it's 7.30 now and he's still asleep. Should I let him sleep in or can I wake him up? And I was like, this is like, if, the, if you, if I'd given that woman that sentence the week before, she would have been like, you're insane. There's no way that's ever going to be, you know, that's <laughs> a pretty true. fun part of this job, got to say. Yes, definitely. I agree. Uh, people who are like, this is never going to work for my kid. And then the next day they're like, what just happened? Yeah, yes. it's the best. <laughs> so I um, I absolutely loved this conversation. I know that anybody who listens to this is going to find so much value from this conversation. But is there anything else that we have not talked about that you feel is important to mention before we wrap up? I will say one closing thing because I believe this so strongly. Anytime I hear or see another sleep consultant who feels discouraged because they don't have a lot of clients early on, I tell them, stop trying to make 100 Instagram reels. Stop trying to buy Google ads or figure out SEO. I want you to take the one person that you gave a 50% discounted plan to and give them everything you have because 90% of my business is just word of mouth. I've never paid for any marketing. I've never, you know, I don't have 500,000 Instagram followers. It is just people saying this changed my life. It'll change yours too. And sometimes people work with you and you never hear from them again. And sometimes you work with them and they send you 20 clients and those 20 clients each send you three clients and they all send you six clients. And like, that's how you can build your business. So even if you just have one person go above and beyond, you know, don't, don't stick to your boundaries necessarily at the beginning, change their lives and like watch that come back around for you down the road. And I will have people, I had someone who booked a plan with me last week that was referred by somebody I worked with during the pandemic shutdown in 2020. So you don't even know when those dividends are going to come back. Could be years. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. The snowball of referrals, it just builds and builds and builds until you get to a point where it's just like, you know, almost easy sailing, even though business is still hard. But it's amazing having that uh, referral base that just keeps on giving. Totally. 
So I will pass it over to you for anything else that you want to share. We, of course, will have some individuals listening who are already sleep consultants, and then we'll have others who are thinking about it. And I know that you have some mentorship options and things like that. And then I would also love if you could share just how people can connect with you, um, Instagram or whatever else uh, is the best place to connect with you. Yes, absolutely. And I'll, of course, send you this stuff, Marley, so you can put it in your show notes. Um, But yes, you can always reach me at email, which is info at brittanysheehan.com. That will come to our general email box so that we can handle it. And I do offer sleep mentorship calls for either people who are considering becoming a sleep consultant or are actively one either for business stuff, right? Like trying to figure out your boundaries, trying to figure out your systems, you know, setting up your workflows, things like that. Um, general encouragement, right? Or, or sleep stuff. I will occasionally have sleep consultants come to me either about their own kids um, or a really tough client case, and I will troubleshoot and, and help them work through it. So I will send you that link, but always love doing those and supporting others in our in our little industry. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here and being the very first interview and guest on the podcast. And um, I will include everything in the show notes so everybody can connect with you and get to know you even better. But again, just thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thanks for having me, Marley. Whether you are listening to this while sitting in school pickup line, while taking care of your kiddos, while you were supposed to be working or whatever else, I don't take it lightly that you took the time out of your day to do so. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. We are on a mission to help as many moms as possible with finding time freedom. And it really helps us out if you hit that subscribe or follow button and write a review to get it in front of more women who need it. And again, if you are ready to stop the hustle and you want to have more time freedom, head on over to thecradlecoachacademy.com backslash workshop to join our next live workshop. Until then, I will see you here next time.